Hey y'all, AB3 here. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to give you a couple of updates on the greatest hunting app that there is right now. Of course, I'm talking about the Onyx Hunt app. I have it. I don't go into the woods without it. Onyx Hunt, man, that application saved me so many times. I want to tell you about the wind and weather. We all know that plays a big part in what we do, how we decide to hunt, where we decide to hunt. And when you have the Onyx Hunt application, you can see hour by hour forecasts for wind speed and direction. Check it out for the next eight days, any spot that you hunt on your map up to the next eight days. That means you can plan, plan ahead, kind of like how they said in the AT movie, plan ahead, amigo. You can do that when you got the Onyx Hunt app. Weather updates coming from 100,000 weather stations, refreshed every 15 minutes. Large intuitive visuals make it easier for hunters to identify weather patterns, make those in-moment decisions, switch it up, kill those big deer, kill those big elk, get after those ducks and geese, making quick on-the-spot decisions, man, to help you be successful. Trim tracks, man. If you got the trim tracks, you can easily get to and from your stand. Sometimes you forget to turn your trim tracker off. Now with the trim tracks, you can trim those extra steps, get it down to a precise, direct route in and out of your hunt area. Onyx Hunt, know where you stand. Make sure if you don't have it for your Android or your iPhone, it is available. You can also use it on your browser. Web maps are available. Whatever you choose to use, just make sure you're using Onyx Hunt. Stone Mountain, Georgia. This is the Bryant Land Show, hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. Well, it is another Monday, and you know exactly what that means. It means it's time for another episode of the Bryant Land Show. Thank you for taking the time, coming through, making a download, listening to what we have to say on our podcast. Hope everybody's having a great Monday at this point. Real quick, want to say thank you and send a shout out to the folks all the way out in Montana, Onyx Hunt. Thank you for supporting, sponsoring the podcast, Onyx Hunt. Know where you stand. Make sure you are out there equipped with the Onyx Hunt app on your phone when you're out in the woods. I do not leave home without mine. Also want to say thank you to the good folks over at our set of boots for coming through and outfitting us this past hunting season, this past deer season, and then as we go into turkey season. And last but not least, want to send a big shout out to the folks over at Traeger Grills. Make sure you pull out your Traeger grill 
springtime is here in a lot of places in the country. Of course, grilling season for us true grillers never stopped. But with it being spring and the weather picking up, looking nice, make sure you pull out your Traeger grill and get your Traeger on. Also, if you are not listening to our podcast on our website, bryantlandcountry.com, please, I urge you to do so, bryantlandcountry.com. We have videos, we have our past podcasts, one-stop shop, everything Bryantland. Make sure you are checking that out. Now that I've got that out the way, our show for today will deal with the impact COVID-19 or as some of, uh, or actually one of my uh, good friends, as we like to say, the COVID, uh, the impact of COVID-19 on the hunting world and how has it impact numbers in hunting over the last year. This past week when I was at work, uh, the big thing was talking about, you know, uh, the one year anniversary of when everything pretty much stopped, pretty much when the world shut down, sports shut down, there were no games, businesses closed, people lost you know, not only loved ones, but also lost businesses, lost you no know, way of life, revenue streams, uh, lost their ability to make a wage or have a to earn have a way to earn a living. And if you've been listening to this show over the past year, we have not really done a lot of COVID related type podcast because there are a lot of places you can go to talk about COVID and especially when it can when things first started happening when I started when it first came out but when things first started happening every time you turn around it was COVID 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 everywhere um so we kind of made a conscious decision on purpose to shy away from it however in my constant perusal of the internet and constantly looking uh, at different articles, stories, things of that nature, I came across Tyler Wolf's story for bowhunting.com, Tyler Wolf's column, if you will, for bowhunting.com, how COVID-19 affected hunting. And it is a great article. I went through it, Tyler uh, did a great job. Not sure if Tyler is a listener of the podcast, but if anybody's listening that knows Tyler or Tyler, if you are listening, by all means, great job. Thank you for writing this article. Uh, like I said, if he's not listening, you guys can go and tell him, hey, your article was the uh, topic of discussion on the Bryantland show. Either way, we're going to dig in a little bit on this article today that is going to be our topic dealing with the corvid and its effects on hunting Brightland. you know for me personally i've been very fortunate and um during this whole time that i've not had any issues with covid of course i have no 
quite a few people that have either had COVID or lost their lives uh, to the COVID-19 virus. Um, but like I said, me personally, I've been fortunate. Our, my job tests us every week in order for us to be able to do our jobs and get out and do what we need to do. Um, all negative tests every time so far. Uh, so again, in that aspect, I've been fortunate, but I can remember when it hit last year, a lot of people said to me, it was just like, wow, you got this free time. I guess you're going to do a lot of hunting. Well, the reality was I did get a chance to turkey hunt more than I normally would. Um, I was not successful, but I was able to get out more than, I, like I said, than I normally would. My trip to Texas was canceled because of it, you know, just being safe, being smart. Um, but it's funny because even with the free time and having more free time, the stress of the unknown, uh, not knowing, you know, if you're going to go back to work, if you're going to have a job to go back to work too, are you going to get laid off? Um, furloughed, you know, that was a big thing for our company at the time. Um, it made it kind of hard to get out into the woods and to truly enjoy being out in the woods. I mean, uh, the kids and I, we went out, we got on ATV. Um, so we tried to enjoy the outdoors as much as possible. But like I said, when you got the unknown hanging over your head and you're really not a glass half full person, um, it, it, it makes it hard. So it, it was, it was kind of difficult to really throw myself into turkey hunting or hunting in general being outside because we just didn't know what was going to happen, you know, just the, the unknown. Now, getting into Tyler's article, based on his research and quoting the National Shooting Sports Foundation. More new hunters joined the ranks in 2020 than the previous five years. That does not surprise me. And the reason why I say that doesn't surprise me is because if you remember, if you go back, the whole thing was, oh, my God, you know, there's a shortage of beef. There's a shortage of chicken. There's a sort, you know, shortage of this, shortage of that. So homesteading, farming, having a garden, and going out hunting for your own food became the new thing. Became the new fad, if you will. Everybody uh, was talking about, you know, oh my God, we're going to start homesteading. We're going to start gardening. We're going to start hunting. You know, I had a couple of people reach out to me. It was just like, you got to teach me how to hunt. I want to go out and want to kill deer. Oh my God, it's the end of the world, blah, 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 blah. And while to an extent, it's good to want to get new people out and to get numbers you know, in the woods and get people interested. Like most things in life, there is a process. And if you are at the point of, you know, being at where we were with all the COVID stuff going on, 
you jumping up and saying, I want to learn how to hunt. It's not necessarily the way to go from a standpoint. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You got to obviously take your test, get your license, things of that nature in order to be able to get out and starting to learn. But to see that, you know, new hunters join the ranks, hopefully it'll stick long after all this COVID stuff and we're cultivating a future generation of hunters. I personally think that's a good thing, especially if they get out there and they learn the right way. Um, But as we all know, we got all these gatekeepers and all or people that like to think that they're gatekeepers and rest assured there's enough pissing, moaning and bitching going on about the new hunters and what they doing and what they don't know. So instead of doing um, all the complaining and crying, maybe get out, help these folks and get them on the right track. Now, one of the other things that the article hit was that the numbers were up amongst female hunters 47 percent surge in new female hunters again quoting the article from tyler wolf bowhunting.com also uh along with female hunters uh increases of hunters between the ages of 18 to 34 you know everybody's always excited about the new hunters um you know the young hunters because that is truly the future of our sport even when you have folks like me who started hunting late in life um still the future is really with the younger folks because in theory they will have a lot longer time to pass down the traditions, pass down the culture of hunting and being able to carry on the tradition and the culture. Now, people definitely were getting outdoors, more people outside. One of the other things now in this article, which is, interesting but not surprising there's no data on whether or not or the numbers of minorities um or people of color getting into this hunting and the in the hunting pers- uh participation like i said females young hunters seem to be according to the article and according to the research the where the big uh boom was the other thing the article discussed, which is not is also not a surprise to me, is the sale of hunting license. Um, of course, we can get all these new people out that want to go hunting, want to go fishing, things of that nature, outdoor activities. Uh, if you're doing it right, uh, you're going to have to buy a license. Eight um, percent rise in license. Um, which is interesting that the rise in license, uh, the disparity between the rise in license and the rise of the numbers. Um, that's one thing of all the numbers of people of um, that are new and coming to the sport. One thing is for sure, numbers, they, 
you can start playing with them and come up, you know, with all kind of different things. But um, again, according to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, hunting license, tags, permits, stamps, all that good stuff. 8% rise last year. Substantial increase came from residential hunters as non-resident hunting sales dropped nearly 20%. That does not surprise me as well because, hello, first part of the Corvette uh, was making sure stay at home, stop the spread, 14 days, control the spread, all that other good stuff. So when COVID-19 first hit, remember, stay at home. It can save lives, all that stuff. So a lot of hunting trips canceled, a lot of people not being able to burn up the road uh, to go out of state uh, to make their trips. So that is not a shocker at all. Non-resident sales fell um even though in 2019 there was a considerable jump in non-residential sales the article says of course that is 2019 uh it's crazy that we can refer to that as the good old days now um when you have numbers you automatically think success right uh well According to the article, many states reported an increase in deer harvest for last year as compared to 2019. So again, more hunters, more tags, more sales, more deer hitting the ground. All of these things, good for hunting, good for the culture. Yes, there are people that are going to dispute that. I personally don't understand how you can dispute the growth of the sport when you see so many articles and so many things and people talking about, you know, the sport's going to die, it's going to die out and not enough people getting out to hunt and the youth ain't hunting and all this other stuff that people tend to fuss and complain about when you got a rise in licenses. You got a rise in numbers uh, of uh, participants and you get a rise in harvest. Uh, That is, to me, naturally a good thing. Couple of things that also happened as a result of COVID-19 issues that um, crept its way up. One of the things that uh, the article for uh, the article uh, focuses on NWTF National Wildlife um, National uh, Wild Turkey Federation income dropped nearly 16%. A lot of that probably because there was no big convention in Nashville last year. All, well, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of our favorite hunting expos, hunting conventions, hunting uh, gatherings that we like to go to went away last year because there was, at the time, there was just no safe way in order to conduct business, in order to have these things safely 
There was really no way to do it, so they went away. Even this year, they've come back and um, they've come back in virtual form, but that still is not like putting feet on the ground in convention centers, tickets being sold, merchandise being sold in these conventions. I definitely know me personally enjoy going to these conventions, enjoyed uh, the people that I meet, being able to buy new equipment, things of that nature. With COVID last year, that knocked a lot of those things out as well. Now, to put a bow on this article on the work, my man Tyler here again, Tyler Wolf, bowhunting.com. The article that we are referencing, how COVID-19 affected hunting. To put a bow on this, he concluded two things that we, that, I'm sorry, two things that kind of really hurt conservation efforts. Foundations uh, like the Rocky Mountain Elf Foundation, National Wildlife Turkey Federation lost a lot of their revenue, which they use in the conservation efforts because they were not able to have the gatherings and things of that nature. Like what I just talked about, you know, being able to raise revenue, being able to have revenue from those large conventions really in turn not only hurt those organizations but it hurt those organizations ability to be able to do their conservation um their conservation projects that they like to do one thing is for sure though and like i said as far as i'm concerned where i sit it's a win you got more people out hunting bow hunting rifle hunting, waterfowling, things of that nature. And when you get that activity going, when for so long there's been like either like a flat line or, you know, where it was just not growing, one good thing from COVID-19 is it forced people to get off their ass, get outside, get outdoors, get active and become a part of our hunting culture. Now, article also goes on to say there's no reason to think the trend of increased activity and participation uh, won't result in more lifelong hunters. I tend to agree with that. And as the hunting population grows and the return of group gatherings, which is what we're already seeing, the conservation groups will get a chance to get back into their projects and being able to get back to raising money to continue their projects. You're never going to get back the money you lost. That's just, it's not going to happen that you'll be, it's funny. Um, I was talking to one of my coworkers and we always say, you're always going to be chasing that money. You're never going to catch it. You know, that money's gone, but what you can do is you raise new money. You raise, you have new efforts to raise money to be able to fund your con- your conservation projects, but that money that was lost, that money's gone, gone in the wind. However, with states opening back up, 
people getting vaccinated, uh, things of that nature happening, chances are gatherings are going to start happening. Once you start getting gatherings, you start charging people, boots on the ground, feet on the floor in the convention centers, things of that nature. Business will be booming. Money will be coming in. Last thing in this article, I like this sentence or I like this in this last paragraph, the way Tyler ended his article for all its woes. The pandemic was a bright spot for hunting. It rekindled America's love for the outdoors, bridging the gap, ensuring new and existing hunters have ample opportunity to participate. If we all chip in and support the conservation groups, be responsible, practice responsible land stewardship, and share our love for the sport. Hunting will flourish for years to come. I agree wholeheartedly with that, Tyler. If anything, COVID has taught us, it has taught us to cherish the things that we love, if you weren't already doing it to begin with, And as far as a hunting standpoint, like I said, we've seen growth. We got these new folks out here. Let's mentor them. Make sure they're doing things right. Raise them up right, if you will. And continue to do the things to help our sport flourish and continue on long after any of us are already gone alright as we start to shut things down for this week's episode want to thank Tyler Wolf again using his article as inspiration for our topic today his bowhunting.com article how COVID-19 affected hunting that article is posted on our website so you can go and check out that article or you can just go straight to bowhunting.com How COVID-19 Affected Hunting by Tyler Wolf. Like I said, that is the resource we use for our review today. Hopefully, you guys are being safe. Turkey season is upon us. It is time to get out in the woods to go get those turkeys. Wild turkey tastes so good. So hopefully, you are out there getting a chance to get after them. Continue to be safe. Continue to watch out for one another do the things that you need to do to keep yourselves safe enjoy the outdoors get out there have a great week and make sure you come back right here next week for another episode of the Bryant Land Show